Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Today, we are recording episode 131, and we are going to be having a chat about plotting and giving you a plotting 101 guide, which I'm quite excited about talking, <laughs> quite excited to talk about. Getting our words all mucked up already. <laughs> Too excited. <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, obviously, we, as you'll hear, we plot quite a bit. So I feel like we can shed some light on this, especially for those people who maybe haven't tried plotting before. Yeah, I think if you're, you know, you have a, a book idea in your head maybe and either you've tried pantsing in the past and it hasn't really worked out or maybe this is your first attempt at a novel, then this one might be for you. Yes, but before we get into that main topic, we should give a quick writing update. So Sarah, how's your writing been the past month or so? Well, I have continued trying to fix the second half of the Lizzie chapter I was working on. Um, I did okay, and then I hit a sort of rocky point. So work has slowed down a bit, but it's also the last few weeks have been really busy. So I'm hoping that things should calm down, probably not next week, but maybe the week <laughs> after. <We'll see. laughs> like You're like, they should calm down. Not. <laughs> kind of how it sounds. Well, coming up with like the next month, but like not the immediate week coming up. Right, yeah. That one's pretty full. <laughs> how about you, Ashley? Oh, I've been very similar to you. Um, my husband was away for like 10 days, so I was solo with uh, TJ for most for a lot of it. So that obviously minimizes writing time quite a lot mm -hmm. um but I did start working on my grace chapter I think last time I mentioned that I had copied it into the document and then read the first couple sentences I was like oh no <laughs> I have <laughs> I have redone the beginning so the first page in a bit or so but then I got stuck because I found a bit of a some inconsistencies of where the characters were positioned so I've had to kind of deal with that which is going okay and I'm a bit stuck as well with I guess sort of where Grace's mindset is a little bit so that's been stopping me I kind of just go back and re-edit the part that I've redone because I'm like this part's fine <laughs> just edit that and it feels like I'm doing something oh dear uh <laughs> I've got a conversation happening between two important characters one who's going to be more important but is just being introduced so that's where i'm stuck uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i always... hate like introductions i really hate int introductions between characters they're awkward they're quite clunky they're never fun <laughs> maybe we should do a podcast episode on that <laughs> yes <laughs> introductions between char characters <laughs> yes uh, <sighs> I guess the other thing I did finally do was I sent Sarah a chapter from our ancient Greece book that I'd been working on for ages and ages. I just hadn't decided if I wanted to end it in the place that I had because there's 
I missed out a few chapter uh, plot points, which kind of fits well into this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I wasn't sure if I should continue or leave it where it was. And then eventually I got some feedback on it and we decided to leave it where it was. So I tidied it up a little bit and sent it on to her. So I've done a little bit, but not as much, I guess, as I hoped I would. Yeah. So with that little jump into plotting a little bit, maybe we can get started on the main bulk of this episode. So I thought the first thing we could talk about is, I guess, plotting versus pantsing. Why do we plot? And have we tried pantsing before? Sarah? Well, I was kind of thinking way back. Um, To give a, you could say that we've always plotted or at least had a rough outline so that the chapters of the book join up and enable us to work out of order if the other person is working on an earlier chapter. But I would say that the amount that we've plotted has changed over time. When we first started writing, you know, we had no idea how to plot and I think we've read a few of our old chapter plans out on an episode before. Basically, they used to be a whole lot less detailed, sometimes only one line long, and provide very little guidance. And although we planned every chapter, we didn't necessarily know how the book would end or what the end was going to look like. So I guess you could say... (laughs) I was thinking about like a term to describe this and I was like, I'm going to call it guided pantsing. <laughs> guided pantsing. I like it. Um, or something similar. Thinking back to those original quote unquote chapter plans. I love that some of the plans consisted of just calming chapter. <laughs> I know. Very detailed, very useful. <laughs> So, you know, it wasn't all really planned. (laughs) So you could kind of call that pantsing, I think. But yeah, nowadays there's specific plot points that have to be covered in each chapter and we're a lot more purposeful about creating a story arc and knowing where we are headed. I think it is helpful, at least to me, to have this in mind and provides me with some motivation. Especially I was thinking, you know, by myself, I've kind of tried pantsing and I think my natural tendencies is to be a planter um, as people like to call it when I tried pantsing by myself it often ends up going nowhere and I get to about the third chapter before I'm like I don't know what the hell I'm doing right now (laughs) (laughs) and yeah so I end like my one solo still waiting in the wings yet to be published YA book. I did actually do an outline, which we'll talk about in this this chapter chapter (laughs) of the podcast, um, episode of the podcast. (laughs) But yeah, like I, I still pants a lot from point to point, but I need that outline if the book's ever going to be finished. (laughs) How about you, Ashley? It's always so funny thinking back to our like initial foray into writing it (laughs) it always like just makes me laugh and kind of marvel at the fact that a book ever 
like came out of that chaos. Several books, <laughs> several, several books. Um, but I, uh, so as Sarah mentioned, these days uh, we do quite a lot of plotting. I think it's easier for us as co-writers to plot and as co-writers to plot fairly extensively in some cases as well, mostly so we don't get confused. Um, We both are on the same page. We both know where the book is going. And I feel like even though we've plotted quite extensively, having the plot there means it's easier for us to deviate, if that makes any sense at all. I understand what you're saying. (laughs) It's like the opposite, but we know where it's going. But because we know where it's going, we can be like, oh, I can like do this little side thing that we hadn't thought of and it like still works. So it's fine. Yes. Yeah. I think it makes it more clear what's like an important thing that needs to be covered versus something that you're like, eh, I'll just like leave that till the next chapter or like, eh, we don't, need we that. don't really need to go into that. <laughs> or, Ooh, I'm going to add this instead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for me personally, I'm still definitely a plotter (laughs) i've tried two short stories pantsing them i have gotten zero percent of the way through i've gotten as far (laughs) as opening a document writing maybe 10 sentences deciding it's far too difficult going back and then plotting the whole thing and by plotting a short story it's like two pages long so it's like basically a short story i would say that i never plot my short stories they're pretty much always pants, so I guess. But I, I could not do that for a novel. It just wouldn't work. No, no. So I'm definitely, definitely a plotter. I was looking back at the most recent short story I did. Um, I do, to be fair, I do, like, plot them out just by hand in, like, a notebook. But it did span six pages in my notebook, including three character profiles. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So, yeah, pantsing isn't for me, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I don't, yeah, I don't know why it's not for me, but I guess I'm, I guess I'm a fairly logical person. Maybe it comes a bit from being in academia um, and everything. I just find it clearer, helps clear my mind a little bit when I have direction. Mm-hmm. See, I find short stories, they're short enough that I can be like, okay, I think this is where it's going to go. And if it has like a twist at the end that I didn't anticipate, then that's kind of okay. And it's just (laughs) the nature of the short story that I'm writing. Uh, Whereas if I don't know what, like if I just have like a very basic outline of a novel, I'm just like, okay, point A, point B, but what's in between? I don't know. And then I just get lost. So, yep. I totally feel that. (laughs) So that kind of leads actually quite well into the next part, which is what, in our opinion, are the benefits of plotting your novel? We've sort of begun to touch on them, so I Mm -hmm. thought we could delve into that in a bit more detail. Sarah? So, When I was thinking about the benefits of plotting your novel, um, I kind of tried to organize this into points where I was thinking that one, we've kind of mentioned a couple of these already, that having an outline enables you to write out of sequence and still have things join up without much extra work. I mean, there's still some work, but 
you know, it's a, probably a lot less than if you're just like writing random scenes and then have to try and put them in order. Um, and two, it provides structure for your novel and structure, which readers, whether they know it or not, expect, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> and three, you can make sure there actually is a plot. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because sometimes things can get messy, and despite having written thousands of words, there might not actually be enough to sustain a novel. Um, You know, I've heard a lot of agents and editors allude to this. (laughs) Like, when we were querying our book and stuff, like, looking over and listening to, like, different podcasts and stuff, like, editors being like, yeah, sometimes I get them and I read them and there's, like, nothing there. (laughs) So I think that can be a benefit of plotting. Or, alternatively, without an outline, you might have too many events in your novel, which is apparently also very common, especially for someone writing their first novel, and really have enough material to fit into several books. And so plotting helps you provide the right amount of conflict and avoid cramming your book with too much or too little plot-related details. And then finally, like I said in the other question, was that I think having a plot and an idea where you're headed helps to motivate you to get to the end, especially if you're like me and find it hard to finish things. You know, it gives you an end goal and not just an end goal, but markers along the way to help you get there. What do you think, Ashley, about the benefits? We're just going to add, I think we definitely sit on the too many plot events line rather than the too few. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. And to be fair, once we learned a little bit more about story structure and plotting, that did help us find more appropriate places to end and begin novels and limit our novels to an appropriate number of plot points. Yes. But going back to the question about the benefits of plotting, um, as co-writers, as we've alluded to before, one of the really good benefits is that we are both on the same page when it comes to our novel. We both know where we're going. We both know where the end point generally is. Um, Although, you know, we, as we get to later on in this, these episodes, um, it's not a hundred percent set in stone. Um, I think it's really helpful for you, both well, both of us, but also personally when I plot to, it helps when I can see where the story is going. I feel like it gives me a path to follow, which makes writing the story a lot easier for me. And then I don't get a bit lost along the way or don't just sit there and be like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to, I can't even start it's too much. Uh, Another good thing is that plotting can help minimize plot holes, or at least the really large obvious plot holes, um, which, because we didn't rigidly plot our first novels um, way back when, there were many, (laughs) (laughs) and we spent many years fixing them. (laughs) And our guided pantsing. Yeah, and the guided pantsing. Um, Uh. I have one that... Kind of like can go both ways, but I've written it can be quicker, although it's not always quicker for us, or at least for me. But yeah, I feel like once you've got it, the plot outline, if you're 
a relatively fast writer. I feel like you can get through it quite fast um, when you've got everything down there. Yeah, um, I think that really just depends on your original, uh, yeah, your style. Yes. Um, because, yeah, I feel like a lot of pantsers would be like, no, panting's way easier. I just sit down and write. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it does depend on who you are because someone who's more suited to plotting might sit down and be like, okay, I have no idea where to go. And if they, like, don't continue pantsing and then don't plot, then it could take, like, ages to finish yes. each chapter. Yes. Um, and one final point is I think plotting can really help with pacing your novel and can provide, especially when you've maybe pantsed quite a bit of your novel and then I guess putting it back into sort of like listing out what's happened, it can really help you see, you know, where things are too fast or where things are too slow and can help you sort of sort that pacing out, which mm -hmm. can be very beneficial. So the next thing I could thought we could talk about was how do we generate our story ideas? I was thinking about this like quite a lot and initially I was kind of like oh yeah I'm a really like a person focused on like what ifs and stuff but I was like that's not like I am but that's not how I generate my ideas it's actually more um, inspiration from other books and authors you know I'll read something and I'll think wow that was really cool but what and then, then the what if happens of what if this happened instead or what if you put a person with these specific characteristics into this situation, what would that look like? Um, and then I just start playing with the idea and then um, slowly through questioning and twisting the original idea and then questioning again and then like, you know, you dive into like a character plot hole and I mean, the <laughs> oh my God, today. <laughs> character <laughs> rabbit hole oh. <laughs> a character i love it, it is we do dive into a few character plot holes when we're editing but maybe not at the start no. um <laughs> so you dive down a rabbit hole and find like this whole character kind of thing going on and then like you know slowly this idea emerges that's like way different from the original story or thing that sparked the idea and original enough that you can call it your own <laughs> even though it yeah. started from something that wasn't so I think that's mainly how like by myself I come up with ideas but then like together I think we bounce off each other a lot when we create the initial outline for a book and um, we take hours talking it through and it'll generally go something like, you know, hey, yeah, if this person is like this to begin with, with this situation, it's going to be really hard for them. So let's do that. And then someone else is like, hey, you know, what if we piled this into the mix? And then it kind of just like snowballs. Um, yes. <laughs> so once you have the major plot idea and then you start building a character, I think that helps to kind of create a path that the character might take. So that's kind of how the ideas begin to form, I think. Ashley, how would you say? How do you generate your ideas? And so I agree with the when we're writing together, it involves a lot of tossing ideas back and forward. Oh my god, I just found a mistake of the month. <laughs> instead, of, instead of writing ideas, I wrote I did. I did. 
So <laughs> anyways, um, that's funny. Yeah, we toss, like, toss ideas back and forward uh, a lot, feeding off each other to come up with the final storyline. And usually, I feel like at the start, our ideas seem fairly reserved, but then like by the time they get like bounced back and forth quite a lot, they, you know, grow and you really like get quite excited about writing them as well, which I like about co-writing. Yeah. Kind of like builds the excitement. I don't know, it's really weird, but that's... <laughs> and I like how you're just like, yeah, they're really reserved and then I'm like here thinking, yeah, and then they get kind of to the point where it's like slightly crazy, but how can we make this believable? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so for me personally, I was like trying to, I was trying to like think how have I come up with or how what do I do with story ideas and there's not really much process to it I have a notebook which is always with me and I tend to jot ideas down then when they come to me and usually once I jot them down they like kind of bounce around in my head a little bit and then I come up with slightly more formed ideas and then like later on in the notebook there'll be like a page dedicated to the idea um or as I've discovered with the short stories I've done recently, I kind of just wait for an idea to come to me, which isn't exactly <laughs> the most time efficient like, way. Muse, do your thing. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, the deadline is getting closer and I'm like, mm, nothing's really just come to me yet. <laughs> And then uh, I don't even really brainstorm the the things that I guess have mostly sparked ideas is doing a little bit of research when I get quite desperate. I'm like, oh, there's a week until the deadline. I don't have a story yet. And then I do a little bit of research and just hope <laughs> that an idea comes to me. And then usually I'll get like a very small sort of idea, like the most recent one. I was like, oh, look. They used to quarry Mount Eden when they had prisoners. I'm like, that's close to Dominion Road. And then I was like, what can I do with that? Um, and then eventually I'm like, oh, I could do this. And then that's sort of how it comes about. So I don't know. I'm very way with the wind a little bit when it comes to <laughs> generating story ideas. Hmm. I was thinking that yours is like a, well, hmm. I guess if you're given a theme, then maybe it's like a slightly more research-based approach yeah, as well. Yeah, if I'm given a theme. Otherwise, literally, I just kind of have a, a bank of ideas that I have for novels. Yeah, I, I have a little list too. And I was going to say, actually, I was thinking about that list just as you were speaking, and I was like, oh, yeah, actually, there's a couple ideas on that list that are like from nightmares and stuff and like dreams, but haven't done anything with them yet so I'm not sure if that can necessarily be counted <laughs> so the next question which kind of leads off generating story ideas is a what do we find harder question is it harder for us to generate the story idea or is it harder for us to turn it into the plot um sarah <laughs> i was gonna say for me it's definitely turning it into a plot you know, I feel like I can come up with endless ideas and <laughs> I feel like often what happens with us is I'm like, oh, we should do X um, 
or if Ashley's not keen on idea X in quotation marks, then I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe Y would work better. And we sort of just jump. I I tend to just jump in with a ton of ideas until something sticks, but then turning it into plot. Um, I don't know how Ashley feels about this because we kind of write our notes separately, but I would say that I think Ashley, you're better at this than me. Um, I feel like Ashley kind of tames the ideas because mine can be kind of a bit wild sometimes and then makes better sense of them. Um, and even I was thinking about it, like the outline of these podcasts is a really good example. Like a lot of the time I'll just like throw random ideas out for the podcast of what we could do. And then Ashley is like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And then she does like a lot of the planning and the research behind the craft episodes and then like turns it into the episode. So um, not that like I'm strictly the idea generator or that Ashley is the only one who does the planning either. Cause we do share a lot of the work. Um, but I think we definitely have different strengths and my, I personally find turning ideas into plot a little bit harder. <laughs> and now Ashley is probably going to completely contra- contradict me or something, but that's fine. So what do you think, Ashley? <laughs> Uh, well, no, my mine was I think it depends a lot on what you're trying to write. And well, I was going to say that what you've just said, Sarah, probably relates to why I am not a pantser. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it, it, it comes a lot from working in academia as well and always having to like lay out academic articles in like a really specific way and like lay out lesson plans in like a really specific way for teaching. So I think that's why um I guess I tend to the the plotting more, I guess, in that way. Okay. Well so what for what I sorry. Does it make any sense? <laughs> no, I was gonna say just so to clarify, like you you think, like from your perspective as well, that you you find turning it into plot easier than generating the ideas or um because I and you you said that it depends but <laughs> it depends so I'll, I'll go through what I've said I'll go through what it, what I've written so to start for me personally at least for the short stories I've written I found that because they're short the story idea is almost formed enough that it doesn't require tons of it like a lot of plotting um to then turn it into like to give it enough plot to finish basically but novels because they're so long can be a little bit more challenging because there's lots of layers and depth and I guess the first part is if I have the story idea then I find it okay to plot it but if I'm kind of struggling a little bit and not and I'm not entirely sure where it is going to go it takes me a really long time to come up with the idea as you've like heard before how my ideas come it kind of just <laughs> a bit drifty <laughs> so when we work together and you bombard me with ideas <laughs> it's real. it's a lot easier for me to like you know sift through <laughs> and find the ones that will be most amenable to the book <laughs> yes and then because then I can kind of see how it can fit in uh, to the to the overall plot a lot better. So hence, it depends. <laughs> but I think we're roundabout on the same page with this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, so, so it seems like we're fairly on the same page. Because I didn't want to put, like, 
words in your mouth, but I was like, I feel like this is kind of how we work. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. it could be like completely just off the mark. But yeah, that was my <laughs> thoughts. Alrighty. So this goes really well into what we're going to talk about for the next last little bit of this podcast, which is story structure. And we did do a nice full craft episode about story structure quite a while ago. So that was episode 84, if you really want to deep dive into that topic. But there are some little bits that are relevant here. So I thought I we would just rehash a couple little parts from that podcast just to for consistency and to kind of give us um, a bit more meat on this part of the episode. The I guess the question to ask is why is story structure important when plotting out a novel? And I've taken a little part from the previous episode that we've done. So at least for me, and I think hopefully Sarah will agree, <laughs> when you give story structure, it helps you to properly construct the story, giving you the right amount of pacing and ensuring all of the necessary story elements are present. Um, It helps us ensure that all the scenes that we have are required and necessary um, in the story. And it also helps give your readers, like Sarah mentioned earlier, a story they're satisfied with, because even if they don't realize it, there is a lot of story structure that you're used to seeing. And when it's not there, it can make stories feel like something's not quite right and maybe not quite be quite as satisfying as you would hope yeah so that's kind of a brief (laughs) overview what do you think Sarah well I was just going to like add that I think why story structure is important um is very similar to the other question that we talked about in terms of the benefits of plotting I think a lot of those kind of things are kind of interrelated in the way that, you know, like it it gives you something to work with, basically. Yes. So there are many, many different types of story structures that you can use when you're trying to plan out your novel. But I thought I would cover two of the most common. So those are the three-act structure and the hero's journey. So Sarah, maybe you can give us a very quick rundown of the three act structure and then after that i'll give you a brief rundown of the hero's journey just so you can kind of see what a story structure is basically and i guess two different views on them yeah so the three act structure is a very popular approach to writing a story um we will go over this type of structure in its most basic form so you can find plenty of resources that break this down in lots of detail but for the purposes of this show here's the quick outline (laughs) um the first act the author sets the scene the stakes and the character and somewhere in this act the inciting incident occurs to set the plot in motion in the second act the protagonists face a series of challenges that they are required to react to And finally, in the third act, all of the tension built up from the first two acts comes to the final climax and resulting resolution. It's really funny when you see stuff broken down so simply, eh? You're like, that sounds easy. Okay, let's let's go. (laughs) 
Um, so then there comes the hero's journey, which is the second story structure. We're just going to briefly go over. So this is a very common story structure and is made up of 12 steps. So one, the first step is the ordinary world, which is where we meet our hero. It's kind of setting like what things usually are like. And then the second stage, we have the call to adventure where something happens to push the hero out of their comfort zone. And then number three, we have refusal of the call where basically the hero doesn't want to go. <laughs> and then we have step four, which is meeting the mentor because, you know, your hero isn't ready for the challenges they're going to face along their journey. So they get a quote unquote trainer. Uh, then they cross the first threshold, which is number five, where the hero is finally ready to begin the adventure properly. Uh, number six is tests allies and enemies. So this is where the hero meets a number of allies to help them in their journey and also faces a number of challenges. Number seven is the approach to the inmost cave. So that's where the hero approaches the most dangerous part of the adventure. Then we come to number eight, which is the ordeal, where the hero faces their biggest challenge so far. Number nine, we have reward, where the hero can see that success is within their grasp. Number 10, we've got the roadblock, where the hero tries to go back to their original life, um, but they are prevented by a number of challenges. Number 11, we have resurrection. So this is the climax where the hero must defeat the darkness one more time. And finally, we have 12, which is Return with the Elixir, which is the jubilant homecoming of the hero. And I feel like just when you like read through that, you can think of probably a number of stories where that um, occurs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then that brings us to the last part of this first uh, part about plotting your novel. So... How do we choose what story structure we're going to use? Or do we consciously choose a story structure at all? So, Sarah? Well, you can definitely choose a story structure and use it, <clears throat> excuse me, to plot your novel. And I think it's quite a good way of learning the ropes and getting started if you're not really sure how. Um, or if you're like me and get to chapter three before everything falls apart. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did use a story structure when I wrote my solo book. Um, I liked Sean Coyne's story grid for plotting my novel, um, but it's really about what works for you. Uh, when Ashley and I write together, we haven't consciously ever chosen a story structure, but we do know a lot more about story structure, especially now, and I think we do pay heed to it, even if it's subconscious. Um, particularly the three-act structure is probably what we most seem to follow, and I'm sort of keen on trying out the hero's journey in a more formal way at some point, but haven't yet. Um, although, you know, like once you have a story structure and if you, if you kind of like know what needs to happen in a novel to get that satisfying end, I feel like you can probably take most stories and then fit them into a story structure and you will see that they fulfill the story structure anyway. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. What do you, what do you think, Ashley? I think that at least when we're writing together, we naturally write to a three act structure. So even though we haven't consciously followed a story structure earlier on, um, I felt like it generally fitted into that. So even when we went back later to try and tidy it up, it was sort of easy to edit it sort of based on that. Um, so I think, 
and for me at least as well with my own stories I don't tend to consciously choose one but I also personally naturally write to a three-act structure so I think that's sort of where I fall so we should probably wrap this episode up there are still some spots left on our author spotlight section so if you want to apply you can head on over to our website at lindersoncreations.com hover your mouse over the podcast tab and you'll find a drop down menu to be featured on Dear Writer And so next time on Dear Writer, um, it's part two of this discussion about plotting your novel. So tune in for that. I think it's going to be really interesting. Yes. We're going to go a lot uh, into a lot more detail about how we plot out or plan out our novels, which hopefully can be helpful to someone out there. Um, Anyways, if you'd like to know any more about us or any of our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle lindersoncreations. And if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Tell your friends about us and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone.